Hi and welcome to Progressive Palaver, a group of lifelong friends and appreciators of music discussing the greatest progressive rock bands, album by album. I'm Joe Beauclair, and on this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver, I'm joined by my very good friends Tom Corcoran, Ken Gregory, and Paul Zotter. We thought it might be fun to go back and spend some time revisiting Marillion, um, the, the band that started it all for the Palaver, and um, we thought we'd do that by having you know, a, a series of awards that we would um, we would contemplate and decide upon. Again, this is nothing serious. It uh, was just a little bit of, of a fun way for us to get back together and discuss Marillion a little bit. We hope you enjoy and look forward to talking to you in the future. episode of Progressive Palaver. A little bit of a special episode where we are going to um, revisit Marillion for a little bit and uh, provide some or, uh, you know, um, provide our thoughts on some Marillion awards in various categories, um, just as a little fun thing to do. And uh, sometimes it's, you know, as, as we go through the Palaver and and we cover something so in depth, and then we go away and we don't talk about it for a while. Sometimes it's fun, I think, just to kind of go back and, and revisit. And I thought, you know, these awards would be sort of a just a, a goofy way that we could do that, you know, relatively quickly. And again, it's you know, it's obviously all personal choice, and it's not a big deal. But it sort of gives a frame for the conversation. But we did have recently a little bit of feedback on the Facebook page. So, Paul, would you uh, maybe mind cluing us in on that? Sure. Well, we've had some great, uh, great stuff. Uh, Patrick Tully, who's been uh, kind of following along, he's been. Um, I think he was the he was the impetus behind the um, the the extra episode of Marillion uh, where we covered some of the um, interesting releases, like uh, Besides Themselves, and um, the other one that I can't think of. Off the Less top of my head. That's it. So, um, <coughs> but also, uh, Peter Hilton uh, gave us the big uh, clue that Three Minute Boy is actually, the lyrics are actually about the a story about Liam Gallagher from Oasis and Patsy Kensett, star of the film Absolute Beginners and their relationship, which I did not know. I, I was not aware of that either. That's kind of exciting that that's actually has, you know, uh, an actual story behind it, uh, especially given the fact that we both or we all like it so much. I think we do. I'm sorry. What was that name? Patsy. What? Uh, Patsy Kensett. Who I, I don't I don't know who that is. Well, that's what I was I was pulling up so I could see who Patsy Kensett is. Um, she was born March 4th, 1968 in London as Patricia Jude Francis Kensett. She is an actress known for Lethal Weapon 2, Absolute Beginners, Hanover Street. She was previously married to Jeremy Healy, Liam Gallagher, Jim Kerr, and Dan Donovan. So, there you go. Great. 
And so, per- so perhaps in the show notes we can uh, we can link to our IMDb uh, page. Oh, geez, yeah. Hold on. Okay. Peter Hilton sent us a link to a live version of Memory of Water called the Big Big Beat Mix. Yeah, I can see that. That's on Bandcamp, which is a lot of fun. And then apparently there is a studio version of it as well. Well, so I think I've got the Big Beat version. Yeah. Version. It's very cool. So, Peter Hilton. I touched nothing. I'm not going to browse the web. I, I'm not the research department tonight. You guys are. That's right. <laughs> I'll research on my phone. It's always the sound guys that have the sound problems. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you guys have presumably seen the categories. Maybe you even thought about them. In terms of doing this, what would be more fun to go from the most obvious to the most obscure or vice versa? Just roll down the list. <clears throat> the list. I'm going to roll back up the list. How about that? Perfect. Okay. All right. So first Marillion Award that we're going to come to is worst production in the album category. Worst production album. Worst production album. Are we going to each have a nominee and then we're going to go ahead and vote? We can do that. Um, I'm going to nominate Anarachnophobia. Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to nominate Brave. Oh, yeah. I know why. Ouch. Well, now, let's be clear here. When we say production, are we talking about production on the grand scale or or just sound quality? I don't know. What okay. would you like? Interpret it any way you please. That's, it's, that is fine. Let's just keep it. Worst, produ- worst production album. Ken, what is your choice? I feel like I'm a tiebreaker. Between anarachnophobia and brave, so, it's, like, it's like, well, I mean, anarachnophobia. What's the criticism there? That that it's kind of sparse and awkward. I mean, it doesn't hey, sound like uh, listen, uh, a band studio I'm album, but it doesn't sound like a live show either. It's just kind of blasé in between. Is that the criticism? Yes, exactly. Huh, Ken? I'm gonna you, I'm gonna hold you. Your feet to the fire here. You need to pick an album. Without, without <laughs> well, okay. I'm going to pick Brave because we know the quality of the songwriting is wonderful and there are elements that didn't come through in the recorded production. Okay. Wow. Two for okay. Brave. One for Anarachnophobia. Paul. Well, I think we have a winner already. Um, yeah, but, but we, we still I, need think, I think I'm going to have to go with Marillion.com. Okay. Yep. And the winner. Quote, unquote, brave. 
Let it be uh, noted that it's a non-unanimous. Next category, best production <laughs> album. Sorry, what was the next category, Jeff? Best production album. I'm going to nominate Sounds That Can't Be Made. Ooh, interesting. Um, wow, okay. Who's next, me? Um, I'm going to uh, nominate Marbles. Mm, mm. Excellent choice. I'm going with Afraid of Sunlight. Of course you are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going with This Place Childhood. Ooh, okay. Wow. All right, so we have Miss. Place Childhood, Marbles, Afraid of Sunlight, and um, Sounds That Can't Be Made. So, Any discussion? Uh, it, it's just, it's interesting. I'm just curious, Paul. Um, I mean, Misplaced Childhood, it, it, it sounds certainly better than, you know, most of the fish marillion stuff, but why would you choose that over some of the more polished... Um, Hogarth Merlion albums. I think I believe that Misplaced Childhood is probably the most polished album of the lot. And um, the segues in between songs, the crisp, delicious, I mean, just the rim shot and hi hat at the beginning of Kaylee, almost just catapults it to the top of this category for me. I mean, it is tremendous. Mm. And um, just, it, it, I, I just think it is, you know, you basically have two tracks and um, the transitions and the way it was worked together and the sound quality, I think top, top notch for um, the, the band as a whole. Although I agree with you. I think, I think Marbles is incredibly polished and as well and probably a very close number two uh for me there now when we're talking marbles though are we talking about the the rest of the world two disc version or the north american one disc version i would and be saying if you would, guys are marillion fans you should only have the two disc version okay i, mean, I can't just, even believe there's, would even there's discuss been, like an abbreviated recording like that. Dude, I mean, you gotta it, have it, the whole enchilada here. I'm I'm with you, Tom. However, I I I did purchase the single disc version, and it does have a certain charm about it. But generally yeah, we, speaking, I totally I totally agree with you. All right. We talked a lot about how how delicious the North American version of Marbles is, as far as a collection of songs. And right. I and I, Tom. Unfortunately, have never. Uh, well, I can't say I have never, but I be became accustomed to Marbles in the North American version. So it's very difficult for me to listen to to that album in the order of the two disc because it just freaks me out. Wow. But we. I have to say the only problem that I have with Afraid of Sunlight on this list, Ken, is that. Afraid of Sunlight, I believe, is going to, the song Gaspacho is going to win the category of greatest speaker <laughs> blowout. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, like this, I think Afraid of Sunlight probably 
captures the the problem of digital recording without mastering issues that you know more than any other. Yeah, and, and, and I was I was going to say that. I mean, you know, I I love Afraid of Sunlight, you know, maybe almost as much as Ken, but the the overall production and sound quality there is a little bit off balance. And I would say the same thing about Marbles that where Marbles is much closer, um, there are some some sort of I don't know flaws in, in the in, in the, the finish, if you will. So when you get to something like um, the damage, for instance, I, I, I find that difficult to listen to. Um, mm. You know, although Neverland almost makes up for everything in the world. Yeah. No one said fear, but I mean, that's well recorded. It's well mastered. You know, fear, fear is pretty good. I mean, for me, and, and you know, I, I'm not at all surprised that, that no one picked sounds because I don't know that anyone but me has spent a lot of time with sounds. Um, but, you know, sounds, it, much in the same way that you were describing misplaced childhood, Paul, I feel sounds is a more modern example of that, although it doesn't have perhaps the overwhelming... Um, the the overwhelming impetus that that misplaced has. So I'm let's vote it out. I'm I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to switch to misplaced childhood. Wow. Hmm. I mean, what does that tell the band that you know in in twenty years they didn't up their production? I think, I, I think, it, you know, it when you listen to Misplaced Childhood versus the others, obviously, you know the the sound quality, the production, the the overall timbre is different. Um, certainly, you know, it's not like they stayed in in the the mid eighties, but the fact that you actually have something that was recorded in the mid eighties that does hold up so well, um, yeah. you know, it's it's. You know, it's like, um, I don't know, it's like if you had, well, let's let's go back to, because I used this this analogy with uh, Marillion before, let's talk about the Ford Mustang. Clearly, a 2017 Ford Mustang GT is better performing than a 1966 Mustang, but which one would you rather have? Uh, hmm. That was fucking brilliant, Joe. It is interesting. I mean, I, I, I always thought Misplaced Childhood was a little reverby. It's, it's sort of like I, I missed some of the grit. Um, but uh, th this is a very interesting conversation. I mean, I. Mean, I uh, it's too bad you missed the. the did you? You were part of the. No, I, I was actually part of this one. And, uh, you were. You were. That's right. And That's right. You know what? I, I want to say. I promise. I, I. I won't digress or go off here. But um, I want to switch my order a little bit from when we uh, um, <laughs> did um, best to worst um, uh, fish. 
I realized misplaced childhood. <laughs> I liked it. I, I, I like it more than I thought, but the the thing that I really dislike is just is actually Kaylee. Um that, that song always bothered me. And that's wow. the thing that really sounded like Phil Collins, like a Phil Collins pop song. And um I think if you take that song out for me, it actually stand the the, uh, the album stands up uh, a lot more. I know we're not talking about that, and I'm, I won't I won't digress. But um, <coughs> talking hey. about the, the production, it just it was a little bit it's a little bit more watery. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, see if you can cue up the um, the live uh, uh, Brave show while we're uh, while we're chatting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's All right, so so with two votes, Misplaced Childhood wins the award. Um, does anyone else want to hop on board and give it more than two votes? No? Going once? Yeah. Yeah. Going twice? All right. Yeah. Moving on to Best Guitar Solo Slash Section. Wow. That's hard. No, it's not. It's easy. <clears throat> Easter wins, hands down. That's oh, okay. Yeah, Paul, what was the best bend in rock and roll history? What was that? That is. It is, um, it was, um, oh, uh, That's the greatest falling, case, from, isn't it? falling from the moon. Falling from the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should just go with that because you're not going <laughs> to top that speech. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a difference between a, a bend and a whole entire solo. So, um, was that, uh, Ken, was that your nomination or my nomination? Falling for the Moon. I'll take it. You okay. sold me. Tom? I I'll take Falling from the Moon, just so I'm curious to hear what you're going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, all right, so Paul, all right, I don't know if Paul has to go first, but I actually gave this great thought. I know this is going to sound like a cop-out, but... Listen to me, hear me out. Whenever I hear um, Paul play, I um, am inspired. I, I, I hear Paul's inspiration with a lot of the um, Merlion solos, huh. and it always it always puts a smile on my face. I love it, and so I'm going. Actually, I. I was going back and forth today with a couple things. And so what I'm going to say is that since Paul um, has, uh, has such great guitar solos oh. and is very Marillion-esque, I'm going to go with what Paul says on this one. So I'm going to double Paul's vote. <laughs> double Paul's vote because Paul, Paul deserves... An extra vote on this one. Oh my gosh! Well, so you make it make this one good, Tom. Your your flattery is beyond comprehension. I don't think I've played a guitar solo in public in about ten years. Um, <laughs> so uh, you may want to consider that. So there are probably oh there's oh gosh, I'm really torn between two other. Other, uh, can I, Tom, can I take your nomination instead of getting a double? Can I just, can I give, put two up? No. For consideration? No. 
Come on. Uh, it's got it's got it's got to be your your inspiration. No pun intended. Okay, so my nomination is a tie between uh between two un uh, like really unforgettable and and beautiful solos. One is Runaway Girl from Brave, which is um it is, it, is, it is, to me, it's like Stephen Rothery perfection. Like, even the way he, he like, fades into the solo with this, like, bend, bending kind of thing. And then I would also say that the entire guitar performance in the song Angelina just blows me away. So I'm, I would be stuck in between them. And I will say that I can get 100% behind Falling from the Moon and Easter, because Easter is also an incredible guitar solo. It's interesting that, that we now have two nominees from Brave. Yeah. So... Do we need to hear them to compare? So wait, did... Did you say one, or you're still going back and forth? I'm he, he put out two. two. Okay. Okay. Um, Runaway Girl and Angelina. Ken, that's a good idea. Would you want you want to listen to these, or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to anything from Steve Rothery. All right, let me let me uh, let me let me pull up the the contenders here. All right. So, um, oh, this this is not going to work <coughs> too well. Ooh, oh my gosh, wow. It's funny how Spotify goes on and off with things being available, things that aren't. The, a big chunk of the Merlion catalog has recently gone dark. Really? What do you mean? You're kidding. Yeah, it's weird. And interestingly, uh, Black Like Sunday is had popped back up on uh, on uh, like my playlists wait. are going to stop working. So That's not the playlist, but like if you, if you go on if you go on Spotify and pull up like Marillion and then like go to different items, sometimes they'll be they'll be grayed out because you can't play them anymore. Okay, let's get to it. Um, <clears throat> let's listen to Easter. Uh, give me a quick second to dial it up. Make sure it's coming through the speakers nice. Can you guys hear that okay? Yeah. 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 I'll try I'll try to get to the soul here. Here it is.
this part right here. There's that. I think you used the um, the boss super distortion feedbacker, Ken, just like you did on Prom Queen to get that ah. super high extra octave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was the one you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you used it in the studio. Yeah, you used it in the studio. It, it got that super high feedback at the end there. It was beautiful. Yeah, I had um, the orange one without that. Yeah. Okie doke here. Let's see. Um, we have two from Brave, which for some reason... Oh, here we go. Okay. See, so, I always uh, liked the, the very last thing I heard from Steve Rothery. Now I can't get Easter out of my head. <laughs> yes. Well, that was that's a pretty epic solo. That's about as epic as they come. Yeah. Um, we'll remind you of Fallen from the Moon here. Selection in that in that in that is 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 something else. Um, that's really <clears throat> really incredible. All right, so here is Runaway Girl, and I was going to start the intro. The the. My favorite part about this is the the uh, entry. So uh, here here it goes.
Nice. All right. That also Woo. has the benefit of having Pete just kicking ass underneath that, too. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of these uh, are really supported by some pretty epic uh, rhythm rhythm section parts here. Um, okay. Now I need to find Angelina. Well, wow. you're looking for that. Spotify really did go dark. It's like... Um, oh! Marbles is gone now. Yeah, Marbles is gone, so we, I don't think we have the benefit of Angelina unless we listen to it, uh, Marbles in the Park, live. I don't think we need the benefit of, of Angelina. Yeah, uh, I mean, Angelina for me is is a lot less about necessarily the solo. It's about, you know, guitar part, like that whole entire song, I think, you know, is, is wonderful. So, so when, when, when I cooked up this category... Um, I did it mainly just to award Easter because I've always held that in a very warm spot in my heart. However, uh, upon this re-listen and having perhaps a different perspective, while I think Easter is probably still, you know, transcendently beautiful, um, I, 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 I'm kind of changing my mind to Runaway Girl here, only because the the two the 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 two options from Brave each come at very very highly emotional parts in the story, and you know that helps to sort of supercharge the uh, the solos. Huh. You know, it's funny, Joe. Because after that experience, I had the exact opposite reaction. <laughs> I think that Did you? after listening to Falling from the Moon and Runaway Girl, and um, although I think for those songs, that guitar, those guitar pieces are absolutely perfect, and they, they in, in, in a sense for me, make those songs. Um, if you just think about, like, the guitar solo yep i think for me easter easter takes it i mean that is an epic solo yeah it, does, it doesn't get much better all right easter. i'd be down with easter okay all right you guys got to hear this <laughs> all right listen up okay The, 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 this is a guitar solo right here. That was a that fun, was that was fun really weekend. Inspired. That was a really inspired solo, Paul. I think. I mean, oh, that was think? a fun weekend. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, where were we? All right, next category: best alternative ego band song. I don't even remember what the cat, what the uh, what the uh, the choices are here. 
Simon, have you been updating your playlist on this one? Have I been updating my playlist? Yeah, you have a you have a playlist of this, don't you? Uh, uh, what, yeah, what, what's the category again, Joe? Uh, best alternative ego band song. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets harder and harder. Like, Spotify didn't have all the songs we wanted. And now I think maybe a couple disappeared just in the last couple weeks. Because I was driving around listening to my alter ego playlist just two weeks ago. And it's funny because I like it now. <laughs> oh, I already, I already know my my winner here. I know my nominee. I love this. Right. I love this list. All right, can, can I? Why don't Why don't I just read the uh, the contestants? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So, so the alter ego band is a little bit more sunglasses, a little bit more eighties, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more testosterone. You, 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 you call it what you want to call it, but here are the songs: "Hooks in You." Uh, cover my eyes, pain in heaven. Hard is love. Uh, even paper lies made the list. Definitely built-in bastard radar made the list. And uh, I had to end with uh, lucky man because it's just so weirdly cowboyish. Uh, so that's what we got. But there were other contestants that that we just couldn't get on here because they weren't on Spotify. Okay. So I nominate. Or I guess my vote is for built-in bastard radar. Is that sufficiently uh, alter ego? Does that really fit the uh, the category? I don't know, but I. <laughs> but you just like that song. <laughs> there, you just want to say built-in bastard radar. Um, can can we just for a second like define this? Like when you say alternative. Band it's an alter ego. ego. It's 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 instead of being, you know, a gentleman, a British gentleman who plays progressive rock, they are taking on the alter ego of the, you know, the American rocker and and dare I say Hollywood if if, if that's not offensive to someone who lives in the area. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, somewhere somewhere along our discussions, Tom, can can started noticing that throughout the albums there were these anomalies that kept occurring and he right. put together that there was an alter ego band that was that was being formed inside of Marillion. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more songs, Ken, than than that's on this list. We we really should get a comprehensive list. Yeah, together. we should. We should. But but I think you started the, the trend by just firing up Cover My Eyes. You would play the beginning of it and laugh. <laughs> as if the, as if those chords were uh, indicative of you know the whole Marillion catalog, right? So when we say you know when Paul, are are you interpreting best as in the best song out of this group or the song that most represents the concept that that Ken put forth? Well, I hadn't really given it much thought. Um, because, because for me, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it as in the best song of the group. So I'm going to go with "Hard as Love." Huh. I was looking at it more along the lines of "Built-in Bastard Radar," and I think I mentioned this when we we talked about this album. Is a song that I love to hate. 
Like, it's just... I can't get enough of it, and yet it just repulses me at the same time. So... <laughs> okay, okay, Paul, Paul, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. I, I think maybe we should just go with that. A million song, up-tempo, generally, that you love to hate. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like the entire Holidays in Eden album. Oh, oh, oh man. Well, that's one of my favorite albums. I, that's not really, you know, I, I love it. <laughs> All right, Ken, what's your what's your choice here? Um, I I guess I'm just gonna go with Cover My Eyes because okay. no one else picked it yet, and it, it's 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 really you know really covers the genre. Tom, your vote? I, I think Hooks in You. I mean, that's just such an odd song for the band. Um, I, I can't say I love it, but I think it, 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 fits, the, it fits the topic. You know, it, 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 may, have, it may have been the inaugural song. It may have been. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, All right. So we've got four choices here. Anyone want to move? Wait, Joe, what did you pick? Oh, oh, Heart is Love. I picked Heart is Love. Okay. You know, I'll I'll move to Heart is Love if if we need one. Huh. I think, uh, you know, dare be it for me to say um, something complimentary about Brave, but um, oh, um, Heart is Love, I think I think fits the bill, and I, I think. I, I actually like that song more than um, well, "Hooked in You," so I would I would actually move to that one. That's that's one of the things though. "Paper Lies" is in this in this, although it's not nominated here. It is in the category, and to me, I like "Heart Is Love." Like "Heart Is Love" to me doesn't, particularly with "Brave," as I'm listening to it, it doesn't stand out to me like this doesn't belong here. The way that Paper Lies does. The way that a built-in bastard radar does to the whole entire Marillion catalog. Or <laughs> Cover My Eyes. Or Hooks and You does to their respective album. Yeah, Hooks so, and You doesn't really stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Uh, I could move on Hooks and You because it is really like... Like, when you're listening to Season's End and that song starts, you're like... What it's it's a, it is you are you're like what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so All right. We need to call right, this. We flushed out the concept. I, I, I I'm glad we took it this far. Ken, I think it's your call. Oh, I mean, um, um, I mean, well, you guys said heart is love. We got two votes for Heart is Love. Why don't we stick with it? Because the, the lyrics, you know, Heart is Algebra. <laughs> yeah. That that should win an award right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're Absolutely. done. Absolutely. All right. <laughs> um, How many more categories do we have? <laughs> uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> this, this, this next one should go what pretty easily, for? I think. <laughs> Best speaker blowout moment. <laughs> I'm. I've got to go with gazpacho. 
I would imagine the the most obvious choices here would be um, Gispacho. Where are the others? Um, Paul has left, which is not good. Um, there's there's one in Brave, isn't there? Uh, there's a number of them in Brave. A number in Brave, yeah, because Brave, you're up and down all the time. Okay, sorry about that. Paul, help us identify what the, the major speaker blowout moments are. There's a couple in Brave. There's Gazpacho. Is there anything else? Um, <laughs> I don't know how Gazpacho can't win this category. Um, yeah. Well, I voted for it, and you're going to vote for it, so it's already... You know, it what's really interesting about Brave is I don't know... I don't... I'm trying to... I don't know that there are speaker blowout moments as much as there are moments oh. where you can no longer hear what's going on and you have to crank the volume incredibly loud, especially if you're driving in a late 90s model Ford Escort um, with lots of outside wind noise um, happening, but but yeah, I don't know that I don't know that there are blowout moments in um, in Brave. The I, I think I think there are. I can't remember where they are, but the other most egregious one is at the end of King, where everything just like yeah yes. oh yeah oh you know what that's my vote that that that's that's a that's a good one. I forgot about that one. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> That's a really annoying one. <laughs> that one's that one's pretty bad because it's just like everything. <laughs> Ken, what are your thoughts? Um, I never personally blew out my speakers, so I I I, I, I just love hearing you guys talk about it. So I, I'm good. I'm good. You guys just. I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but for some reason, it never, never got to me the way you guys. Well, I think Ken, Ken, the good news is that the winner is going to be from Afraid of Sunlight, one way or another. So, yep, uh, either King <laughs> or okay, Gaspacho. <laughs> Paul, are you my going to move off? My vote is for Gaspacho. My vote is for Gaspacho. Tom, you're still with King. I'm sticking with King. So. Ken abstains. Gaspacho wins on a non-unanimous uh, vote. Next category. Best mantra. This is another Ken Gregory concept. Oh. Okay. Uh, maybe before we all vote, this is another time where we can kind of maybe maybe discuss this a little bit before we, you know, the sort of um, the, the inspiration of it. Because you could go in, in different directions with this whole mantra thing so when when i considered this now you know again ken sort of opened our eyes to the idea of the mantra and while fish did it once or twice steve hogar seems to love the idea of the mantra and so i was envisioning this again as sort of the the most illustrative example of the mantra So, for instance, I picked, uh, what is it, Too Big to Fall, Too Big to Fail from Fear, because we hear that about 80 gazillion times in that 
song. Okay. Okay. Uzi's on a street corner might be That's another. Written, another I wrote that down as mine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's gotta. That's gotta be one. That's gotta be one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think what inspired me was uh, it's like a nightmare rose up slouching towards Bethlehem, like a nightmare rose up from the small strip of land slouching towards Bethlehem. It's like a nightmare rose up from the small strip of land slouching towards Bethlehem. And that's that's my vote. Gaza. Yeah, that's a good one. Excellent. Wow. So, for me, I'm glad Tom took Uzi's on a street corner, because I think it's got to be there. But for me, the, the, the whole thing that opened my eyes to the concept of the mantra was being used was in Go and Wide Awake at the End of the World. So that would be my mind. Mm. Oh, yep. so see, that's a, that's a really good example. All right. I'm willing to um, I'm willing to throw out mine and uh, bring it down to either Gaza or, or Go. Tom, are you willing to uh, relinquish Uzis on a street corner? No, no, but I'll add one. How about warm wet circles? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. Uh, no, I actually. Literally wrote down Uzi's on the street corner for that one. I, and that was well planned. I, I actually had that. I'm, so I'm sticking to it. <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know what to do with this one. Call it a draw? Well, no, there has to be a winner. There can only be one. It, why, don't, why don't we keep the vibe positive? I would say "go" gives me such a positive feeling. I could, I could, I could, I could eke it over the goal line. All right, I can go with that. Pun intended. Cool. All right, cool. now we get so "go" wins again. Another non-unanimous vote. We have not had a unanimous vote yet. And now things get really, really interesting. Have they, all some, been, have they all been split decisions? Every one. Really? Yep. Okay. Then I'm going to stop writing split decision next to the ones that I thought were split decisions. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep, we have not been unanimous yet. I think we need to make a, a note. Were we unanimous with the uh, guitar solo? I think I, I think we all did land on Easter. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Easter's unanimous then. Okay. I'll put unanimous next to that. All right. Now in in the the next categories we have tracks and albums. I split this up into best and favorite. In the idea of best being some sort of tangible, quantifiable, pseudo quantifiable thing. And favorite maybe isn't the best, but it's the one you like the most, if that makes sense. So, that being said, we have best track and favorite track. Now, favorite track we can't vote on, obviously, because it's a favorite. Mine is mine, yours is yours, and away we go. So, best track of the entire catalog? Yep. I went with Invisible Man. 
Wow. I think it encapsulates the best of everything that is Marillion over the entire however many years span. I'll buy that. But my favorite track yeah. is The Great Escape. What is that one, Joe? The Great Escape. Oh. Okay. Huh. Wow, this one would have been good to think about long before <laughs> this moment. <laughs> this is really overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, it really is, isn't it? Right, well, AOS could be while a best you guys are, While you guys are being overwhelmed, I know exactly what, what mine is. My favorite okay. track and best track are the same. Um, my all-time favorite brilliant song is Sugar Mice. And oh, see, I was thinking, and, I was thinking Sugar Mice, Tom. That I have fun. spent nights playing that over and over and over again, like twenty times right in a row. Like I could, wow! It's like it's like a drug. That that, that song is a, is like crack cocaine. <clears throat> huh? Good stuff. All right. If this is a contest of addictive drugs, for me, that's afraid of sunlight. Just hmm. gets in me, never gets out of me. Now that's your favorite. Is that? Are you also uh, putting that as the best, Ken? It's pretty damn good. I'm not going to argue with you. Wow. Um, Paul, I, I really don't know what I can say um, for the best track. That is a stumper on me. Um. The best track of all the songs. I mean, you're not going to be held to this for now until the end of eternity. We're just having fun. So my favorite track uh, that I'll submit is uh, Tumble Down the Years. Interesting. There is something, there's something about that song that has always that is like you know we've we've been talking a lot lately about like king's x failure to pick the right single like i i've always wondered why when merlin.com came out they never like released that song maybe they felt like it sounded too much like um um the beatles song but i to me that song is just fantastic so, um, Can I just say I'm, I'm amazed that a song from .com showed up in this category. That's just right? mind-boggling. Mind .com is like, it is a wonder. It is a wonder of progressive rock music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it was very interesting when we were discussing .com and then we all were picking our 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 favorite songs on .com, we all had a different song on .com. And we, I thought, anyway, we had... Yeah. It, we, we sort of all, you know, maybe didn't have the most favorable things to say about Marillion.com in the past. But after that episode, we sort of, we sort of like, came to the conclusion that it wasn't as bad as we thought it was because we were all had, like, different favorite songs on it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, so, yep. So I um. So I'm gonna go ahead and put as far as my best track. 
I'm going to say Easter. Okay. So the nominees are for best track, Invisible Man, Afraid of Sunlight, Sugar Mice, and Easter. It's a solid group of songs right there. I'm torn because I love all three of those other songs. You know, it's kind of funny. I, I, I feel like um, <clears throat> Sugar Mice may, in fact, represent the best of the fish era, while Invisible Man may be the, the best representation <laughs> of Hogmar. Although I love Afraid of Sunlight and Easter, I mean. The thing with, oh gosh. Well, can, I mean, can we put two of them down for this one? <clears throat> well, and, and, and so See, I, had, um, I, I think I had floated the idea for like the best track and, and best album that we could do. We could split it and have a fish category and a Hogarth category. Because in, in a lot of ways, it, it almost doesn't, it, it doesn't seem fair to compare those two in these sorts of categories. But All right, so we have our best fish winner, Sugar Yeah, that's that that goes without saying. Okay. Congratulations. So, so if, if we're going um, best track Hogmar era, we have... Um, Easter, Invisible Man, and Afraid of Sunlight. I could be um, talked in. You may have to cast the deciding vote here. What's that? For so do we? You may have to cast the deciding vote unless uh, unless one of us will jump. What's the one that's on uh, Merlion.com? Um, oh, that was his favorite track. That's not that's in the best. Favorite track. Oh, okay. So you you can you can pick between Invisible Man, Afraid of Sunlight, or Easter. Invisible Man. Boom. Okay. There you go. I'm surprised no one picked Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I. Yeah, there were a couple years there where I could have said beautiful, but but AOS is where it's at right now. AOS is always where it's been at. I mean, beautiful's great, but I, I uh, like I said, I think uh, afraid of sunlight is is I think I used the word already, but it's really transcendent. All right, so. Following the same pattern, then, we'll now have um, favorite album overall, and in best album, we can have a Fish and a Hogarth uh, um, selection. And I'm going to piss Tom off with both of my, <coughs> both of oh, my voices. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> because my favorite album, um, actually, I'm going to change it. So I'm not going to piss Tom off. My favorite album is Afraid of Sunlight. Um, but the best album 
Um, and since we're going to split this up, um, I'll do the fish era first. And I think it, uh, I, I, my gut reaction is I have to go with clutching at straws. But the best Hogarth album, and I have this written down explicitly in this manner, is Marble's North American version. Yes, Jesus. That's, you know, that shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to do that. That's just not right. I mean, it's an abbreviated version of an al- a bigger album. That's not even don't, a real album. Tom, Tom, don't think of it as abbreviated. Think of it as concentrated. I'm telling you, I, I, Tom, I was, I was with you. I, I said all the same things. And then I bought it. And when you put it in, it it is as strong a single disc as you are ever going to find. And yes, are, you know, when I listen to it, are there parts of me that are like, well, what about this? And oh, I kind of miss that. But it's so tight. And it's, you know, when we talk about some of these albums and you're like, you know, if only they hadn't put this song on there, if they had taken these, you know, it, it does that. And it, it is... It's not complete. I agree, but it is exceptional. So you're going to reward people for being a cheap ass and not buying the double disc. No. Wait, wait a second. If you live in North America, when that was released, you could only get one disc. Now, I own both, so I'm, I'm not a cheap ass. I spent money twice on this damn record. <laughs> and again, just... Just to give, just to give my street cred, my name is in the Super Deluxe Double Edition. All right, it's in there. Uh. I ponied up my money. I've, I've had, <laughs> I've listened to the double disc set for years. But if, if you're talking about, you know, the best presentation of an album, strength front to back, album flow, everything, the North American version of Marbles is, it's just off the charts. But that's that's my deal. Wow. Other nominees. Well, we were doing so well with clutching at straws. <laughs> I, I was agreeing with you on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, I'll jump in real quick. So my best album from Fish era, I'll go with Misplaced Childhood. I think Makes for me sense. personally, it edges out clutching at straws. For the Hogmar era, I will also go with Marble's North American edition. Oh, guys. But my, <laughs> but <laughs> my favorite album is undoubtedly Brave. Oh. <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, who, who's left? Uh, all right. So, so, did did Ken go yet? No, actually, according to Wikipedia, you guys are talking about the two CD deluxe campaign edition for fans. Yes. So, so it, the two CD deluxe campaign edition was not produced in the same quantities, I don't think, as you know the North American single disc. <laughs> version so it's almost like it didn't happen unless you were a fan 
so I don't. I I don't think so. I I was under the impression that in Europe they they did have a normal release of, of the two disc version. All right, guys, hold on for a second. Uh, let's just imagine something. Let's imagine that we're listening. Oh, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Let's do an abbreviated version of The Wall. Okay. <laughs> let's take The Wall's greatest hits and chop it up like a sausage. <laughs> and then just take the, the pieces that you want. That's not right. It's just that's what you have here. That's the real <laughs> release. The double disc and what is what was meant to be. And then they that's what was meant. And then they did a, a North American version because of the thin skinned Americans who, you know, just have to have the the the, the cheapskate McDonald's stuff. So you have like the real recording, and then they they chopped it down because they wanted people to buy something that was more economical for them. Uh, Tom, I think I think your California is rubbing showing off here a little bit. Um, I think that I I don't think that the you North American kombucha was. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think that the North American version was inspired by some sort of thought process that Americans were somehow not qualified or needed some sort of watered-down version. I, I think truly it was economics. They, needed, they were going to release the album to North America through normal distribution, and they chose to go the route of of a single disc so they didn't have to press two discs so they that's concentrated exactly that i agree that's exactly they, why they concentrated the the songs and they put a they put together the 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 probably the very best collection of songs off of marbles that they could on one disc and as we talked about on our previous podcast it is a sensational compilation of tunes i'll agree with most of that paul but I would like to, well, whatever. Tom, or Ken, one of you, nominees? I need to get my oh, charger okay. back. Yeah, my favorite album is going to be uh, Afraid of Sunlight, without a doubt. The best, I'm, I'm open to your influences. Um, I'm really stuck on this thing. I, I think Ocean Cloud really makes the huge difference. Is that, like, like... The North American version does not have Ocean Cloud. That is correct. Yes. And, and Ocean that... Cloud requires an emotional investment. Like like it's very deep and dark and huge and overwhelming and and you know, even if you love it and you're on board and you're doing your Ocean Cloud thing, you know, it's it it that could be the end of the that could be the end of the the disc right there. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean and, and I don't disagree with you. Honestly, you know, I, I you know I feel the same way. Ocean Cloud was the very first thing on Marbles that I fell in love with, and I still love it to this day uh, because it does have everything that you want in sort of a progressive song. Um, and, and 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 so, like I said, for me, it I I, well, I resisted. Or clean off your camera lens. 
I resisted the single disc version for the longest time. But, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Joe, I'm just curious. If you have, if you bought the two disc set, and then you bought the North American version, why would, if you already had all those songs, why did you buy both? There was a very specific reason why I did it. There were actually was related to two. One, I wanted marbles on my phone so I could begin prepping for, um, I think it was for the episode, or maybe I just wanted it after the episode. But Paul has been telling me for years about the single disc version, and so I wanted to explore it. And I was on such a high at the time that I was very, very happy to provide Merlin a little bit more of my money and keep them solvent. But uh, so, but I'm just curious, and please tell me if, if I'm wrong here, couldn't you just take the two discs, the songs from the North American from the two disc set and then on Spotify and then just make that? Like, why would oh, you go I'm sorry. ahead and buy Did that? Did, did I not mention that I'm a lazy fucker? <laughs> As of this week, you can no longer do that on Spotify because Marbles is gone. Right. So, well, and, and like for me, I'm okay, I'm lazy and I'm cheap. So like I don't Spotify outside of the home. I only use it when I'm where I can use Wi-Fi. So I needed something that was physically on my phone that I could listen to during the day at my desk. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. All right. So. Okay. So, so, Ken, we were talking about best fish album, I think. Oh, misplaced. Oh. Okay. And. <laughs> <laughs> and best Hogarth album. Oh, God, you guys made this so difficult for me. I'll, I'll stick to my guns and just say Afraid of Sunlight. Okay. That'll guns. keep me out of this nonsense with marbles. All right. Well, obviously, I'm going with Clutching at Straws. Um, couldn't imagine going with anything else. And, you know, just because I'm so disgusted with this whole mar uh, marbles things, I'm going with I'm going with Ken's choice. Um, afraid of Sunlight. <laughs> 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 Great. So we 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 have, we have two, two ties. Tom, what's your favorite though? What's your favorite album? My favorite is the double <laughs> marbles. It used to be brave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't honestly know how to end this impasse. And well, what, was supposed to, what was supposed to be a 30-minute exercise has now turned into an hour and 20. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, I want to change my fish to, clutch, to clutching and straws. Oh. There you go. Okay. So I would, I would say that now that we've had that change, clutching at straws should be the, the clear winner for the best album of the fish era. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest that even though... It's a two to two tie between Marbles North American and the Freight of Sunlight. 
that Afraid of Sunlight appears two more times in the favorite category. So I think Afraid of Sunlight should get the nod to the best Hogmar album. And and, and that will that will keep Tom from like swearing off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Great. I'm okay with that. I'm I'm happy. All right. So so Paul, you have been uh, keeping notes on this. I have been. Yeah. Fantastic. Good. I, right. I haven't actually captured who's nominated what, but I've captured all the nominees and the winners. Okay. Well, that's great. So, um, so thanks again to all of the, the people who have reached out to us um, via Facebook with regards to Merlion. We, you know, certainly appreciate the information. And um, this was this was a fun little exercise, I think. Um, you know, good to good to get back and, and visit Merlion. And um, I think, you know, somewhere in the not too distant future, although with the schedule that we keep, that probably means August of next year. Um, I, I would like to uh, I would like to, you know, circle back and, and start talking about some of the fish albums at some point, because hey, I'm going to go on record as saying I don't know if I can actually do this or not, but I believe I can create an event on the Progressive Palaver page called the Marillion Awards, and then within that event, I can create polls. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to create these, these polls, and I'm going to pr present our nominees to the Palaver following list and see if we can get any votes. Okay. I, to, uh, once what, I what get the, back on... Once I get Great. back on Twitter, I can do the same thing there, too, just for fun. Nice. Nice. With all of the, uh, you know, 50 followers we have or whatever, but it's cool. Yeah. So, gentlemen, right. this was this was fantastic fun. Thank you all very much. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll continue on. I'm, Super. I'm, I'm, yeah. Great, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this bonus episode of Progressive Palaver. It was really quite fun for us to uh, to do this. You know, um, it just it, some of the conversation was was just entertaining. I don't know, um, but anyway, and again, we hope you certainly have enjoyed it. As always, um, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. I think um, Paul had mentioned the possibility of having uh, questions on the Facebook page. That would be uh, Progressive Palaver. And I need to also put out some some tweet questions, perhaps, to uh, to get your your feedback. And you can find us on Twitter at progpala. You can also reach out to us via email, progpala at gmail.com. We would love to hear what your thoughts are on these various categories. Um, and we look forward to continuing our yes discussion um, uh, as the. The podcast will then move into King's X, and we'll see what happens after that. So we certainly look forward to seeing all of you in 2018, and we thank you for a wonderful 2017.